Welcome to Field Notes by Ag Choice, a podcast series covering timely, relevant topics for Pennsylvania's agricultural and rural communities. Each episode will include an interview of an Ag Choice expert or one of our industry partners discussing information you need to know. My name is Rachel Sadizen, and with me today is Hannah Smith Brubaker, Executive Director for PASA Sustainable Agriculture. Hannah will share how PASA is helping farmers during the COVID-19 pandemic. Hannah, thanks for joining me. Thanks for having me, Rachel. So let's jump right in. Uh, The pandemic has impacted all of our businesses and organizations. How has PASA adapted to the changing environment to service members and the agricultural community? Oh, wow. Well, (laughs) I have a lot to say about that. Um, Really, that's what PASA does. We adapt. Uh, We can't advocate for farms to consider diversity and adaptability to be their best insurance policy without running our association in a way that's adaptable and responsive. Um, Thinking back, our farmers have had to pivot so many times over the years, whether it's in response to extreme weather or this pandemic. And so I'm really lucky to have Uh, be able to run an association that has highly engaged members. So we knew what was happening, what problems they were facing pretty much immediately. Uh, We started getting calls back in March seeking clarification as to whether farms or farmers markets would be considered essential businesses. So right away we worked with the Department of Agriculture, and they've worked daily with the governor's office to clarify that farms are essential to our food system. And so the work then began to push information out about how to continue uh, producing, packing, and distributing food in a way that's safe for the farmer, the consumer, and anyone else along that farm-to-plate continuum. And I know, you know, We've certainly worked with you, Rachel, and with Farm Credit to be sure that we're getting essential information out to our membership and and beyond. And I really credit much of what we've been able to do because of having a really incredible team at PASA. Um, Some of the things that we've been able to do, uh, they jumped right in and We've done everything from hosting weekly webinars about the latest COVID guidance, and uh, we've invited guests of influence who are working on issues relevant to farmers, um, particularly farmers who market their products locally, and making sure that their interests are represented um, in everything from federal aid packages to how what's going on on the ground in, in, in farmers markets and, and making sure that everything we're doing is, is making safety a top priority. Uh, oh gosh, there's so many things I could say about this. Um, I guess just a few more things in terms of our response. Uh, we organized a Facebook group for farmers to discuss their challenges and solutions. Um, we even have one employee who records herself reading the nightly COVID guidance coming out of the Department of Agriculture on a call-in line for people who don't have internet just to hear the messages. So that's been a real lifeline for our plain sect farmers. I'm sure there's other things, but the, everything's changing so quickly um, that 
we just try to keep our ear to the ground and listen for the common challenges that farmers are facing and that sort of helps us determine what we need to do next. So maybe that's a long way of saying we've gotten a lot of feedback from our members to say that they appreciate the efforts and we've been really honored to sort of be on this journey with them because I know it's been tough. Yeah, thanks for that overview, Hannah. Certainly a lot of newer initiatives given the current circumstances. So uh, thanks to, to PASA for all of its work that it's done in recent months. So over the years, I've known PASA to be a very forward-looking organization. Could you share with our listeners about the projects that PASA is working on to help farmers in the future? Oh, sure. Uh, well, of course, we're always balancing the need for our short-term services like, you know, field days that address current issues farmers are facing, the webinars I mentioned, um, our annual conference. Um, really, those are focused on sort of the here and now and um, providing as much education as we can and supporting our, you know, farmer network. Balancing that with farmers' longer-term needs, like uh, research on soil health, financial health, nutrition of good local food, and not to mention building in the supports for the next generation of farmers through our apprenticeship programs. Now, I'd say that you know farmers and their supporters are asking all the time for ways to connect in a time when, uh, well, a time like this when when there are so many challenges. And so one of the things I'm most excited about is we're launching a statewide uh, project, an online marketplace in partnership with 33 other organizations. I should say 33 today because we keep adding partners every day, uh, including the Department of Agriculture, Farm Bureau, Buy Fresh by Local, Penn State Extension, Feeding Pennsylvania. There's, I can't mention all of them. Um, to make it easier to find and connect with your Pennsylvania farmer. And we're not quite ready to go into all the details of it, but we should be announcing uh, more information in the next few weeks. And I know Farm Credit is very supportive of this endeavor on a national scale. And so we'll be rolling out this online food shed project um, that will make it very easy for site visitors to connect with um, anyone across the whole uh, food system in the state. We're super excited about it. Yeah, that's a very exciting project and, and looking forward to, you know, when that goes live and having more information on it, Hannah. So we will certainly be keeping in touch with you on that one. <laughs> Thanks. So are there any other uh, final insights you'd like to share here today? Uh, I think just to say that, you know, we know farmers are – resilient and they care deeply about their communities. They want to see a better food system that everybody benefits from. You know, I farm myself. I know what it's been like these last few months to be working from home while farming and having, in my case, you know, four college-age kids all, all at home when their school is closed down, taking online courses with no high-speed internet. And so for me, the question is, you know, what will we take with us from this experience that will 
lift up the lives of the people around us that you know, what are those things we might not have conceived of outside of having to go through this experience together? So every day I'm sort of hopeful that we won't get amnesia after this is over and we'll remember that there's a certain safety net in sourcing our food from our neighbors. You know, they benefit, you know, the farmer benefits, our customers benefit, our economy benefits. So really hope that we'll sort of take those truths that we've come to know through this difficult time with us into the future. Yeah, great insight there. Well, Hannah, thanks so much for joining me on this episode to provide an update from PASA Sustainable Agriculture and sharing your perspective. Well, thanks for having me, Rachel. And I hope the whole Ag Choice Farm Credit community stays safe and well. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode. Listen to other episodes of Field Notes by Ag Choice posted at agchoice.com slash podcast.